This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 298, Great 8 Grammar and How to Get It. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, we answer some great grammar questions from a student in our course from the Three Keys Facebook group. Listen to our answers today for your highest possible score. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's going on, Jessica? How are you doing today? Hey, Lizzie. You, well, uh, not not super awesome if i have no. to be oh, honest what's going i did on? something to my knee again oh no are you serious oh yeah i don't know what i did i think i got too stoked about running and i ran too much and now oh. there's like i don't know it's just i can't run right now let's just say oh, that oh that stinks <laughs> cuz you if our our new listeners don't know you pulled your acl about what was about a year and a half ago a year ago last summer yeah about a year ago a little over a year ago i tore my ACL. I had to have knee surgery. It was a big, huge thing. Um, but I've been doing so fine the past, I don't know, like five months, I'd say, just like running regularly and super healthy. But then all of a sudden, I don't know what I did, but it's like, it's all swollen. And then I did oh. something to my calf. Oh, do you think that the, that the two kind of affected each other, the calf and the ACL, or are they different injuries? I don't think the, what's happening now has anything to do with the ACL. I think yeah. it really, it's just, it's my fault. It's totally my oh fault. Oh my gosh. I'm not, geez. you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, <laughs> as they say. And I can't just, I can't just run every day for exercise. Well, that it's is funny. It's true, good. right? As yeah. you get older, it's hard to get in shape. Like it's hard to stay in shape and get in shape. And running, it's tough on the body, man. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. that can't be the only way, right? I mean, because that's, it's good for something, sure. But then there's a whole bunch of other muscles, tendons, what have you, that are not strengthened by running. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, yeah. it's not the best workout. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's, it makes me feel the best, though. And it's sort of driving me crazy not being able to run. I know. I wonder what our listeners are doing for their workouts. As we as we tell our students in our study plan, we tell you guys to get outside, get some exercise. You know, if, so if you have yeah. any secret tips on how to work out the best when you're preparing for IELTS, you guys should let us know because exercise is a key piece of preparing. I think you got to oh, go out sure. get some oxygen in your brain. 
Right. Who, which student was it? We had one of the success stories that we had on a few months ago. She was saying how, because she's, she's one of those ones that it wasn't just sevens. Like she got eights. Like she scored yeah. really highly. Oh, yeah. Um, and she was talking about how she would listen to my lectures in the course yeah. and like everything that I was, you know, saying and giving the answers, like all the videos she would listen to while she was working out. And she said oh. that, um, her three keys, IELTS, habits that she developed like she really got in shape like she's in better shape than she was before the course <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool that is so cool I love that I mean that's the beauty of having a handheld device now you know you can yeah. take these lessons you can take the lectures the podcast out and just listen while you run while you work out I love it totally yeah it's awesome so uh, good. I love that story okay um so we thought we'd go into some very specific writing task one questions today guys um these questions come from a student in our course and but they're really focused really specific questions so I'm sure some of you listeners out there if not all also have these same questions yeah and just to remind our listeners guys as soon as you join the three keys Isle success system you do have the chance to join our Facebook group and once you're in our Facebook group you can ask really any question you want about the IELTS exam and Jessica is going to jump in there or other students often as well are going to jump in there and steer you in the right direction. So immediately you're not alone anymore. Yeah, we've we've had some lively exchanges between the students. <laughs> and it's it's awesome. I yeah. mean, this is how this is how you you push yourself and challenge yourself, right? You're yep. like Lindsay and I this morning we were talking about how you know, our listeners can participate in their conversations with native speakers and stuff like that. But this is this is an idea for, that goes for preparing for IELTS as well is you have to participate in the process, guys. You can't you have have to be an active student. And part of that is talking to other students, asking questions when you don't know something, admitting if you aren't quite sure about this strategy or whatever. Um, but that's that's a big part of it, right? Like admitting Absolutely. if you need help and not being afraid to talk in English to other students and to us. So yeah, the yeah, Facebook group is huge. Yeah, nobody should have to do this alone. So just, just want to remind you guys that if you're ready to get into the course, go to allersenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. And now we're going to answer the student's question. So let's dive into it, Jessica. What did this student ask? So um, she has a vocab question first. She says, "Are surge do surge and swell have the same meaning as a normal increase, or should they be used for specific movements?" So yeah, so that's a really good question because guys, if you even if you have like memorized some amazing words, if you don't use them correctly, that's not going to count towards a high vocab score, right? So yeah, surge and swell they mean increase dramatically. So you. Mm -hmm can't use these big words. Same with like um, skyrocket or if we want to go the opposite, mm -hmm. plunge, plummet, mm -hmm. hit rock bottom, these phrases. These, these are not just like slight increases and decreases. Right. And guys, also remember you're not going to be describing small changes. You don't need small meaning words. Mm. You're, you're like, I know a lot of IELTS teachers in textbooks, they teach you, you know, increase slightly, um, jump, uh, what is it, moderately or whatever. But honestly, mm. guys, that's not what you're going to be describing. You're only <laughs> describing the biggest changes, the highest, the lowest, the, you know, the oh, extremes. Why do you think they teach those words then in those textbooks? That seems silly to me. 
just as an excuse to fill time. Oh. When I taught IELTS in the classroom, that was part of the curriculum that I had to teach. It's just um, another, it's just more exercises, more, exercises. more stuff for you guys yeah. to memorize. But I mean, when it comes down to it on test day, um, you might say something like that in the overall trend, but you don't need a lot of vocabulary for small changes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're only giving you guys exactly what you're going to need on test day. We're cutting out all the fluff all the kind of things that take up space and time and make you feel like you're doing work, but you're not. And we're yeah. giving you exactly what you need. Good. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so surge and swell, those are really good vocabulary words for like increase a lot, right? Okay. Yesterday on the IELTS Energy Podcast, you heard about Daniel's success story, where he hit that seven overall and is now ready to achieve his life vision. If you want to have a result like Daniel you want to get into our course. So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S and follow our strategy system and our daily study plan to your success. See you there. And then her second question was about grammar. Let's see. Can I combine on the other hand and while in one sentence? Hmm. Um, and that I had to think about this for a second. Do you, can you come hmm. up with a sentence that uses both of those transition words? Hmm, I don't know. So on the other hand, no, I feel like, well, my, my initial sense is that they're used separately. They're used yeah. independently. They're not, they mean something somewhat similar or they could have the same function. Comparing yeah, two things. Exactly. So it wouldn't make sense to use them in the same sentence. I think in order to use them in the same sentence, it would have to be um, like a, this a super long sentence, like a complex sentence with mm. a semicolon joining another complex mm. sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and guys, students, if you try and use uh, super long sentences and complicated structures like that, you are inviting danger. You yeah. are basically ensuring that your error density is going up like you're gonna make more mistakes guys if you have if you try and use super long sentences so um the longer the sentences are that doesn't mean you get a higher grammar score that's not what it's about it's about having a high number of correct sentences right yeah. um having variety for sure but it's like they're the examiners don't count the words in your sentence and be like oh there's 20 word sentence you get an eight <laughs> like no yeah. <laughs> that might come from other cultures writing styles right it reminds me for we sure. talked a bit um, about the european writing style uh how the flowy long sentences tend to be good and that's mm -hmm. yeah that's a little bit different so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. especially when you're describing um, something as boring and dry as some numbers on a chart. I mean, mm. you're not going to get into this flowery, long descriptive language. I think oh, yeah. like long sentences are for like prose, right? Like novels yeah. and stuff like Poets, that. Poets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So um, I did give an example sentence here that she could use. So like the population in country A rose in 1982 while... It de decreased in country B in the same period. Semicolon, mm. on the other hand, comma, both yeah. populations saw little change over the next five years. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, that's you, you could combine them like that, but 
again, it would be really hard, you guys, and I don't recommend trying that on test day. Yeah, long <laughs> sentence. Definitely a long sentence. <laughs> um, and so her last question, her third question, was also about grammar, um, which is good because I think you and I shy away from talking about grammar a lot on yeah, the podcast. Probably. So this is good. Yeah. Um, she says, can I use compared <laughs> with um, – it interchangeably or should it have a de- sorry I'm trying to rephrase <laughs> it as I read because the grammar is kind of confusing right um, or should it have a dependent clause and another independent clause so g- compared with how do we use compared with Lindsay mm-hmm. well we're talking about two things that are that are different essentially mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think it's when we make a contrast so compared exactly, yeah. with this this has more of something, for example. Yeah, yeah. So I use it. I would use it in exactly the same way, guys, as in contrast to. Mm. But I think the problem is that it, it, when you see the two words compared with, it doesn't look like it means a contrast. It looks like, mm. you know what I mean? It looks like it yeah. should combine, I don't know, like two similar things or something. So <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same as in contrast to. So the grammar is the same as well. So it could go at the beginning of a sentence, like compared with country A, whose population rose, country B's numbers fell. So that's that's a more complicated sentence structure that I do recommend writing down exactly what I said just now. Mm-hmm. Compared with subject one, and then comma, relative clause, whose population rose, comma, and then subject two. And that's the, the independent clause, country B's numbers fell. So yeah. write down that whole sentence. And it's really, guys, don't, don't make it complicated. Just copy that structure. Use that exact mm-hmm. structure in your uh, task one essay. Yeah, I think this is a, <clears throat> we try not to get too hung up on grammar here in this, on this podcast, but I think when it comes to compared with, it's easy to get it, uh, confused with compared to, right? Jessica, mm-hmm. I think that's what you hinted at earlier. Uh, and that's something that I think even native speakers, if you ask them the difference, they may not know. But when we talk about to compare something to something else, we look at the way things are similar, right? I compared this weekend yeah. to a bree- breezy wind or something and versus pointing out the differences with compare where I think I think comparison is usually about talking about differences though mm-hmm. don't you think like that's mm-hmm. because when whenever you study like compare contrast essays or whatever <laughs> yeah. um, it's or argument essays like on the IELTS exam you're uh-huh. you're rarely talking about similarities so yeah. it's the same with these linking words you're mm-hmm. you know in task one there aren't going to be a lot of similarities what you're looking mm-hmm. for mainly are the differences sometimes there's going to be you know a point on the graph where the numbers are exactly the same sometimes but that's not what we're counting on what you're basically doing is describing the biggest differences good so in terms of the IELTS exam what really matters on the test compared with is the one that you're most likely to use yeah well compared with compared to you can we can use those the same I mean that would also work in the sentence compared to country A Mm. whose population rose country B's numbers fell compared Mm -hmm. with and compared to exactly the same guys Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That works. So, what (laughs) else? (laughs) So, yeah. So, those were the three questions. Um, So, I guess this this is a good episode to take notes on that vocabulary strategy, guys. That knowledge about not needing to describe small numbers. Remember, if you describe everything you see, your task score goes down. You only Mm -hmm. describe the important numbers, which are the extreme numbers, biggest 
smallest, highest, lowest. That's all we need to talk about in the body of our task one essay. And then for the next two answers, guys, listen to this uh, episode a couple times because you do need to take notes for those grammar recommendations. There were some long sentence structures there I gave you, but it is a good idea to study how to use these linking words correctly because, I mean, that's that's a lot of what we do in our course for writing is, is show you guys, tell you exactly where to put the linking words, the comparison words, the addition words, and then it's just a formula. You just memorize this outline with these linking words, and then you fill in your own ideas. So it's the same idea with grammar. Yeah. So don't forget, guys, this is just a tiny piece of the huge amount of content and strategies and steps that we do walk you through in the course. So don't try to use this and make this be your entire preparation. You're just getting a taste here, right? The iceberg mm-hmm. is below the surface. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. So, so exactly. going over to allersenglish.com forward slash K E Y S to get into the course to get a step by step. Get some step-by-step help to get through this IELTS test. Okay, Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot more than vocab and grammar. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know it. You know it, Jessica. All right. Very cool. This has been good. We're right on time. So let's get off the mic and I'll see you back here tomorrow. All right. Have a good day, Lindsay. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.